0: Welcome to The Real Deal, Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I am always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart real deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is an absolute home run. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that and continues to keep doing that. So I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit, but also for my benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through powerful words, character development, or all-star cheer sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of a sound financial strategy, you know, one that also helps us to manage our debt, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be super hot, but also really life-changing when implemented. Okay. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. As far as I'm concerned, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round, and I want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest today. Jordan Goodman is known as America's Money Answers Man because he's been answering Americans' questions about personal finance topics for over 35 years. He was the Wall Street correspondent at Money Magazine for 18 years, was a regular financial analyst for NBC News for nine years, Marketplace Radio for six years, and is a regular guest on numerous national and local TV and radio shows now. He hosts the weekly Money Answers radio show on the Voice America Business Network. He's written 14 books, including Fast Profits and Hard Times, Master Your Debt, The Ultimate Guide to Student Loans, Master Your Money Type, and The Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. He always stays on top of the latest trends in finance and investing and can speak to current issues in a lively, opinionated, and helpful way. And I'm so excited to welcome you to The Real Deal. Great to be with you, Jason. Well, thank you, thank you. So, Jordan, before we officially get started... for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you, hearing you speak, or reading your books yet, and I do mean yet, um, take a second. Share your story with our listeners. You know, sure. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Jordan Goodman?
1: Yeah, well, I've been in the personal finance field for over 35 years. Uh, I grew up as a journalist. Uh, I went to uh, Moses Brown School in Providence. I went to Amherst College, London School of Economics. Columbia School of Journalism, where I, that's where I started getting interested in financial journalism. Class of 77, so it was a while ago. <laughs> so I've been doing this a long time. And I went to Money Magazine, I was there for 18 years. NBC News for 9 years. Uh, Marketplace Radio and Public Radio with Kai Rizdahl for 6 years. As you said, I've done 14 books. You mentioned some of them. Uh, the, the Dictionary of Financial Investment Terms has sold over 3 million copies worldwide. Uh, the most recent one I did is called How to uh, Improve Your Student Loan Debt, The Ultimate Guide to Student Loans. Uh, I've done things on the Dictionary Financial all these different things. And I'm on TV, radio, internet. As you said, I've got my own show called The Money Answer Show every week. My goal, what turns me on, is helping people improve their financial lives in all kinds of ways that you're typically not going to hear about. We have a terrible amount of Financial illiteracy is what it comes down to in this country. And I'm trying to help people in every way possible. And during the show, I want to help people with their credit card debt. I want to help them pay their mortgages off faster. I want to help them with investing. You, You name it, these are the things I do. And I'm going to not only give them the general strategies, but I'm always going to give them a specific website, phone number, resource that they can actually put the advice into action.
0: Fabulous. So in other words, get your pencils and pens out and get ready to take some serious notes and take some serious action. Absolutely. Fabulous. All right. Well, tell me this. You know, personally speaking, you know, as somebody with a mortgage, um, how does mortgage equity optimization work so that the average person can pay their mortgage off, you know, years sooner than they ever thought possible?
1: So this is what's called a strategy called mortgage equity optimization. It's something most people have never heard about. So you have to have an open mind going into this. this is something you will never hear about from a banker, okay? Bankers do not want you to... Here, they would much rather that you have a 30 year mortgage or a year mortgage. And then you to refinance so you start the clock paying interest. Okay. The, the traditional model, Jason, is people uh, keep their, their money in a checking account sitting there earning nothing. They make the same payment for 15 or 13 years on a mortgage, and all the interest is front end loaded. So when they start a new mortgage, because rates are a little bit, then they start all that front end loaded interest again. That's you never get out of debt because you've got these. Huge mortgages. So you are a victim in the traditional mortgage system. Mortgage equity optimization completely turns the tables and makes you in control of what I call the master of your debt, and you decide how quickly you want to pay it off. Depending on how the numbers work out, you can pay your mortgage off literally in five or seven years, five to seven years, uh, on, uh, instead of 30 years, on the same level of income you've got today. That sounds impossible, but that's the way it works. So let me just explain this briefly. And there's a website. People can find out more about this, which is truthinequity.com, truthinequity.com. So I'm just going to do a very simple example of how it works, Jason, all right? So here's how it works. With a traditional mortgage, as we said, you keep your income in a checking account, you make the same payment for 30 years, make very little progress on the principal. With a mortgage optimization, you open a home equity line of credit, that's called HELOC, and you put income, which normally sits in the checking account, in the HELOC. A HELOC is a liquid line. You can put money in. You can take it out whenever you like. So you have money in there. Every day it's pushing your principal down a little bit on that mortgage. And then you pay your bills out of the HELOC. But the rest of the time, your money is sitting there pushing down your principal. So literally, every month that goes by, your mortgage payment is going down at an accelerating rate as you pay your mortgage off faster. It sounds impossible, but that's actually the way it works. Um, your money is working for you instead of the bank. Uh, so at that free website, truthinequity.com, they have what's called, they explain the whole thing, there's a free personal profile. You put in the numbers that apply to your specific situation and say, based on what you're doing today, it's going to take you 29 years to pay off your mortgage. With the numbers you just gave us, you'll be able to pay your mortgage off in 6.2 years, or whatever the number comes out to be, depending on the numbers, and then they show you gradually exactly how to do it. Uh, there are three things you need to make this work, Jason. The first thing got to have positive equity in your house because you've got to have something to borrow against. Second thing you need is a decent credit score, like 680 or higher, in order to be able to qualify for the HELOC. And the third thing you need is positive cash flow, more money coming in than going out during the month. Because what happens there is a positive cash flow is working for you, pushing me on the principal, instead of sitting in the bank earning nothing for you. So that was a quick version of it, but believe me, this thing works and it can be transformative in your financial life. Imagine a, a young person, 30-year-old person, whose mortgage is paid off by the time they're 35 instead of 60. What, what kind of difference is that going to make in their life?
0: Oh, my gosh. And would this also work for investment property?
1: Absolutely. Even better. So with investment property, if you've got rentals, your renters are paying your mortgage off even faster. So that, that rental property becomes uh, mortgage-free, and you have all the free cash flow from the rents in, in five years or whatever, depending on the numbers. The more the rent, The faster it gets paid off. So absolutely, this works for rental properties as well as your individual home. Now, you called it a HELOC? Home Equity Line of Credit. H-E-L-O-C is a Home Equity Line of Credit. Correct. Got it. And that's a liquid line. You can write checks on it. You put money in. You take it out whenever you want with no limit whatsoever. Now, sometimes people confuse what I've just described, mortgage equity optimization, with uh, biweekly payments on their mortgage, where you pay a mortgage payment every two weeks. Right. Well, that's nice. That means you're paying 13 mortgage payments a year instead of 12. So that'll cut your mortgage off by, whatever, two or three years. We're talking about 25 years and tens of thousands of dollars of interest instead of like two or three years and a few little months of interest. So this is a completely different animal than paying your mortgage every other week or making extra principal payments to your mortgage, which people do all the time too, which is the absolute worst thing you could do. Say you do that, and I hear those people, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing extra principal payments to my mortgage. So you just put an extra whatever, $200 a month into your mortgage, okay? You don't get any benefit for that for 25 years. Maybe you make a few extra principal payments, and instead of 30 years, it's 27 years, okay? But meanwhile, you put money into the mortgage you can't get out. It's what I call a one-way mousetrap. You put it in, you can't take money out of your mortgage. With a HELOC, it's completely liquid. You can take it in, take it out whenever you want, pay your bills from it. So this is not making extra principal payments to your mortgage. This is not biweekly. This is a whole new paradigm that has literally transformed thousands of people who've done mortgage equity optimization. And, again, the website, truthinequity.com, free website, explains how it works.
0: Holy crap. I'll be on this <laughs> five <laughs> minutes after this interview. Um, wow. Um, we're just warming up. Yeah, we're just warming up. Wow. Okay, then. Um, all right. Well, okay, so you just basically showed me how to clear up my mortgage. Um, right. Luckily, I'm done with my student loans, uh, thank heavens, but uh, I know a lot of I'm people not, are. A lot of
1: people are not that lucky, unfortunately. Yeah, so what are the best ways to pay off student loan debt? You know, the i, I got to believe debt. the kids coming out of college today are screwed. Totally. The, the average is about 30000 in student loan debt. That's the average. A lot of people, $50,000, 100, 150000 undergraduate uh, student loan debt. Add graduate school on top of that, business school, law school, medical school, another two, three, four hundred thousand. 400000 I, I've been speaking to dentists recently. Dentists have, like, 500,000 in debt before they get out of dental school. It's just insane. This is before people get their first jobs, okay? <laughs> um, this is not a good situation. The total amount of debt is about $1.3 trillion. We add about $100 billion in new student loan debt every time there's a graduation season. Uh, this is an enormous problem, and a lot of people getting out of school, assuming even they get a job, it's not paying enough, To them to go and have a life. Their money is basically going to pay down their student loans for the next 10 years or so, if not longer. And they can't buy a house, buy a car, start a family, kind of do the normal thing you do once you get out of college a little bit. Over 50% of the people graduating are going back and living at home again. That is not a good thing. This is what I call the boomerang generation. They keep coming back. They're supposed to be the empty nesters, but they become the boomerangers, you know.
0: Um,
1: So here are some specific things you can do with student loans. First thing, consolidate your student loans. You have a bunch of student loans and a bunch of different interest rates all over the place. Consolidate them into one loan at the lowest possible interest rate. A website for that is consolidatecollege.com. They've also got a phone number, 855-305-1878. That's a place called the Student Loan Help Center. It's been doing this for years. There's a whole federal consolidation program, which you can try to figure out, but it's kind of complicated. These people have done it for years, and they can save you tons of money on that. That's the first thing. Second thing you can do is what's called the Income-Based Repayment Program, the IBR program, which started in 2009 uh, when the student loan system was kind of changed. And what that says is if you meet certain criteria, you can make the minimum payments on your student loans for 10 years, and then after that, no matter how much you owe, the rest of it is forgiven. Now, the criteria are these. You have to work for the government, meaning state, federal, or local government, in any capacity whatsoever. It could be the military, the post office, uh town clerk, whatever it may be. Uh, you have to work for a nonprofit, 501c3 of some kind, or you have what's called hardship provisions, which means you're just totally overwhelmed with debt and you're going to fill those hardship provisions. So if you meet any of those three criteria, you can do the IBR program and save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars not paying off all these mortgages and have, have them completely gone after 10 years. The same website I gave you before, consolidatecollege.com, can help you with the IBR program. And the third thing you can do, and people don't realize this, is you can refinance your student loans to a rate as low as 2%. Now, there's a place called Social Finance, and their website is SOFI.com, SOFI.com backslash money answers. They know it's me that way. You get the best possible deal 2% on your student loans instead of 5, 6, 7, 8%, or even more. Private loans, maybe 10% plus consolidate them all into one loan at a lower rate, pay them off much quicker at 2% than higher rates. Now, I'm helping you. I'm not wiping out your student debt, well, the IBR program after 10 years, but at least it makes it a little bit more manageable. If you consolidate them, do IBR, and refinance your student loans.
0: Wow. Wow, wow. This would have been great information about 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, IBR didn't exist 20 years ago. But uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you know. For, for those who actually can use this now, I mean, again, very actionable. Talk to me about life insurance policies. Um, you know, obviously, I, I've heard that people can actually sell them, right? Correct. That. Correct. Talk so, about uh, that because I, I don't know that I don't know that anybody even actually gets that joke.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, if you have a life insurance policy, in particular, if you're older, I would say 60, 65, 70, something like that, and your kids are self-sustaining now. You've been paying into this thing for many years. You don't really need it anymore. The premiums may be going up dramatically. It's a liability. In fact, it's an asset that people don't realize because there's a whole market out there, which is what's called the life settlement market, where you can sell that life insurance policy to somebody who then becomes a beneficiary, and they collect on it when you die. But meanwhile, you get cash. So let's just give you a simple example. Say you have a million-dollar life insurance policy, and you've got 100000 cash value on it, just to give you an example. Okay. So you could wait and get the cash value out later, or you could sell that policy today for $500,000, say, to be an example, okay? You get 500000 in cash now. The people buying it buy it for $500,000. When you die, they get the million dollars instead of your kids, but you got the cash out of it today. So there's a whole world out there of people wanting to buy life insurance policies because they know they're going to get paid. They just don't know when, okay? They're willing to take a risk. And the older you are, and, frankly, the sicker you are, the more money you're going to get because the people buying the policy would rather that you not stick around too long, obviously. And <laughs> right? there's a website for this, which is fundinglife.com, F-U-N-D-I-N-G, fundinglife.com. They've also got a phone number, 877-485-6681. And what they do is they are kind of a the match.com of life insurance policy, I guess you might say. There are people wanting to buy policies and people wanting to sell them. So if you have a policy to sell – you find out about them. They look at your whole situation. They say, "Oh yeah, we could get a buyer for you," and then they negotiate the price. Their job is to get you the highest possible price as somebody selling a life insurance policy. So I've just made you tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on something you thought was a liability that's now an asset.
0: That's wild. That's absolutely wild. All right. So so far we've uh, <laughs> you've gotten rid of my mortgage, uh, our you know my uh, student loans if I had them. Um, and we talked about life insurance. Tell me, this, this, this next one that I want to talk about is got to be something that's near and dear to somebody on this call. So let's say you're overwhelmed with credit cards. Sure. Um, and is it, what's the best way to get that kind of stuff under control to pay it off faster while you're not, like, mutilating your credit
1: score? Okay. So the current situation is about $900 billion in credit card debt. About 40% of the people who charge every month on credit cards Revolve the balance. They do not pay it off in full. About 60% pay it off in full. Um, so the interest rates, as you know, are extremely high on credit cards. The average may be 14%, but if you've got bad credit, 18%, 25 30%, whatever it may be. It's just raping and pillaging in the credit card industry. They used to call this the mafia, but now it's, you know, it's like Bank of America and Citibank that's doing this. So, Same thing. Yeah. So several things you can do. First thing, get better credit cards. You do not have to put up with 18 or 25% on a credit card. a free website to get the best deals is www.creditcardperks.com. They've got all the best deals there. Depending on your situation is the kind of card you can get. So they have, for example, low-interest cards. Uh, I'm going to give you a little quiz here, Jason. What is the state that traditionally has the lowest interest credit cards anywhere in the country?
0: Uh, gosh. Um, Nevada?
1: No, nope, Arkansas.
0: Arkansas. Okay.
1: Arkansas has usury ceilings left over from the depression that they cannot charge, the credit card companies cannot charge more than five points over the prime rate. The prime rate today is three and a half, so they can't charge more than eight and a half. So if you have decent credit and you don't have to be from Arkansas, anywhere in the country, there's something called Arkansas Federal, there's one called Pulaski Bank, another one called Simmons Bank. All these banks charge like six, seven, eight percent long term on credit cards. And that's one way to go. If you want frequent flyer mileage, if you want rebates, if you want cash back, if you want a Disney World card. I mean, there's a million different cards. What you should do is get a card that you concentrate your spending on the place where you want to get the most benefits. People might have ten cards and they're spending on all the different ones, and by the time they get any rewards, they've expired, <laughs> like they're flyer miles or something. So concentrate your spending on the card that's best for your situation, and then you're going to get the best benefit out of it. So that's, now, if you have bad credit, there are what are called secured credit cards, we you put up a certain amount, like $100 or $1,000, whatever it may be, you're going to get a credit line for that amount. And if you don't pay your bills, they've already got the money, so they're going to take it. But that's a way of reestablishing or establishing credit in the first place. Those are also listed at creditcardperks.com. So that's the first thing, get better credit cards. Second thing you can do, if you're behind and you have a lot of credit card debt, go to a reputable national credit counseling organization. They have a de- a deals with the banks you could never get on your own. Typically six, seven, eight percent, something like that. They will help you consolidate all that debt into one payment at the lower rate. You make a payment to them, and in two, three, four years you're can considered out of debt. My favorite place there on a national basis is called Cambridge Credit Counseling. They're based in Massachusetts, but they work all over the country. Their website, CambridgeCredit.org, their phone number 800-897-2200. nine seven twenty two hundred. They're currently helping about one million Americans with exactly that situation. They're just overwhelmed with credit card debt, can't get the thing under control. Now they make one payment a month to Cambridge. Cambridge pays Chase, Bank of America, Citibank, Wells Fargo, whatever it may be. And in three, four years, depending on the numbers you get out of debt, it's considered a neutral on your credit score. It okay, doesn't help, doesn't hurt, but getting out of debt is what helps in the long run. So that's that's a really good and helpful thing. I would say that's a very different animal. That's a non-profit credit counseling place. Are very different animals from what are called debt settlement companies, which are for profit, which you hear advertised all over the place, which say, "Oh, pay us some fee and we'll settle your debt for fifty cents of the dollar." Banks typically do not cooperate with them. It kills your credit. I would avoid those.
0: Perfect. Wow. Uh, it's just warming up. <laughs> I'm trying to write as fast as humanly possible. Wow. Uh, that's that. That's truly amazing. Now, here's one that um, you know, like I dealt with. I remember the last time I needed to get a mortgage. For some reason, there had been a screw up on a uh, on a credit card bill. Yeah. Um And I wound up with this like black mark on my credit, which I'm, I'm not used to ever having. So, yeah. it, what's the best way to get those kind of errors off your credit record so that you can boost your credit score?
1: So this is what's called credit enhancement. Some people used to call it credit repair, which is not correct. It's enhancement. What you can do is get legitimate errors off your credit report. If, in fact, you did pay late, you skipped out on your student loans, or you didn't pay your credit card, that's what's called facts, okay? You can't change facts. You can change errors. So uh, these credit enhancement firms can help you. My favorite one uh, is called Better Credit, and their their website is tourdecredit.com, T-O-U-R-D-E credit.com. They've also got a phone number, 732 413 Eight five five nine, and that's what they do is they get errors of your credit report. Now, luckily, there's a law called the FACTA law, which stands for the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act, and what that says is you have the right to challenge errors on your credit report, and if they cannot be proved to be true within 30 days, they have to come off, even if they are true. Okay, so one of the games that these places play, which is a legitimate game is they challenge something, even if it's accurate, and if the creditor does not get back to the credit bureau within 30 days, it has to come off, even if it's true. And usually they don't get back to them (laughs) in 30 days. If you're the credit department at Macy's or Sears or Bloomingdale's or something, your priority is to sell more stuff, not to correct people's credit reports. So by challenging things and having them not respond, you can get things off your credit print. So there's a whole rigmarole in doing that and how to do it the right way, send the letters, show they haven't responded in 30 days. But if the result of that is you get a lot higher credit score because you get errors off your credit report, and sometimes even get off your credit report. And anytime you can get your credit score higher, it means you'll be able to get more credit at lower interest rates, and in general it's better for your life. So lots and lots of people have all kinds of errors. And that's not even counting ID thefts. There's things on there that were maliciously put on there, we want to get those off as well. And this tour to credit.com can help you do that. To protect yourself against ID theft, I use LifeLock. LifeLock.com is the website for that. Uh, mentioned my name, Jordan Goodman. I'll give you 10% off on that as well. So credit is very important. A lot of people try to fix it after it's been messed up. Be preventive about it and keep, keep on top of it to keep it as clean as possible.
0: Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Let's talk cars for a second. Sure. Um, Obviously, there's some tricks that car dealerships play to get you to pay more than you need to uh, when you're either buying a car or leasing. You know, how, do you, how can you fight back and make sure you're getting the best deal?
1: The thing is, people go into car dealerships, think they're getting a good deal, and they don't even know how they've been hosed. <laughs> it's really quite amazing. They, they walk out, they're really happy they got this grand new car. They've spent thousands of dollars more than they needed to, and they don't even know they got a bad deal. That's <laughs> kind of a wonderful thing here. So what I do is I use an independent car buying service, that works on my behalf to get the best possible on a car. And my favorite one nationally is called carq.com, C-A-R-Q.com. They've got a phone number, 800-517-2277. The last five cars I've got, I've got through them. I tend to lease cars because I like to uh, get a new car every three or four years and not have money tied up in the, in the car. So I went to my local, I got an infinity. I went to the local infinity dealer, got the best deal I could on my own, faxed it to car queue and they beat it by four thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, so it's like, well that was worth it, you know, to Wow. And, uh and so you can either do it that way, which is what they call a deal review, or you just go to them directly and say, here's the color model option I want, uh here's what my budget is. You shop around to get the best possible deal in that car anywhere around. They charge a fee, depending on what it is a deal review is like three hundred dollars. If you do the complete thing, Soup to nut's like five hundred dollars. I'm willing to pay 500 to save 4,000 and a lot of time and effort. So what they do is they shop around amongst the dealers within like two, three hundred miles of where you are, get the best deal. Sometimes they'll even have the card delivered to you or you go, you sign the paperwork, done. They, they basically don't want you talking to the car dealers because that's when the trouble starts. They, they know, the car dealers know exactly how to push all your buttons, whether it's on the price and the financing, and you have no clue you've been hosed. And this way you've got somebody on your side who's only working for you as a consumer.
0: Fabulous. Fabulous. I, you know, I'm glad you said that. I've been, I've been using a car dealer for, gosh, I think the last four vehicles I've gotten, and I would never be able to touch those deals myself. So that's, that's spot on.
1: Next time you do it, Jason, I want you to try CarQ. Go in and get the best deal you can, okay. and then fax it to them, and you'll be shocked at how much. I mean, in my case, for example, uh, the lease payments were down by $100. The price went down. They offered all kinds of stuff, rust proofing and things I didn't need. So just, you're, you're at their mercy, and I want to have somebody on my side.
0: Hell yeah. Do me a favor. Talk for a quick second. Just, you know, you talked about, and you did this briefly, as far as buying versus leasing. Um, obviously, I, I get it. That's how I, have, I lease all my vehicles. Um, why why would somebody choose to go that way versus going and, and, quote, unquote, owning the vehicle?
1: All right. So there are two ways to do it. When you buy something, the advantage of it after you've paid off the loan then you have no more car payments. You can run into the ground as much as you want. If your mileage is more limited, then leasing may make some sense because uh, the way I like to put it is I want my assets in things that are going to appreciate. I don't want to be putting money into something that's going to depreciate. Now, unless you have Jay Leno's car collection, your car is going to depreciate. <laughs> now, I know you have a big collection of old-time cars, Jason, but you're kind of unusual here. Most cars depreciate. So, you know, I don't like to have money tied up in a value of something. Now, you, you buy a new car, you drive it off the dealer's showroom, you just lost $5,000 in one second. Okay, it depreciated in, in, instantly. And so that's why when you have a loan on a car, your car is always, always underwater, even though you haven't driven off a bridge somewhere, because the car depreciates much faster than the loan is paid off. Right? So that's the disadvantage of buying a car. The advantage of leasing is your payments are going to be lower, and in three or four years, whenever it comes up, you just get a new car. You don't have money tied up in that asset. Uh, if, um, so in many cases, if you say you have two cars, it might make sense to buy one and drive it into the ground for two or 300,000 miles and lease the other one and get a new one every three years or so and have lower payments, and then that may be the best solution, in, in, depending on your situation. But a lot of people buy cars and really shouldn't be. Also, if you buy, you could buy used where you've already, the, the the existing buyer has already taken the depreciation hit. Uh, but you can buy a car that's been out for a year or so and get a perfectly wonderful car and not have to take that depreciation hit. So those are some, when you go to the carcue.com people, they'll help you figure out whether leasing or financing is best in your situation.
0: Makes total sense. All right, it is time for our resource of the week. So, Jordan, tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you? I mean, the, the amount of content you've already shared and, and the problems you've already solved in this in this brief interview is crazy. But how can they find out more about you and how you help folks to succeed? So
1: my website is moneyanswers.com. At moneyanswers.com, I've got all kinds of links and videos on all kinds of different things. I have it broken down into a resources for mortgage and credit, for investing, which we haven't even talked about, uh, for all kinds of other things, car buying, all the things. This is what I've been doing for thirty-five years, and. This didn't just happen overnight. Okay. Each of these things I've talked about, I have vetted extremely carefully, and I know these people extremely well that they do well by consumers. So they're kind of already pre-vetted. And I'm also glad to take emails. I hope to get emails from your listeners as well. Uh, there's a little Ash Jordan bo- box, and email me about these things. People tell me their life stories, and I love to help them. I even call them back and try to help them everywhere I can. So that's my mission in life as America's Money Answers Man, is to help people get the answers. Probably everything we talked about they've never heard about before. We've changed their lives in paying off their mortgages and getting their credit in better shape, paying off their student loans faster, getting better deals on cars. And we haven't even talked about investing, for example. There's a whole other area we could do our investing. But this is the kind of thing that should be taught in schools, which unfortunately is not the
0: it really isn't. This is uh, this this is an ideal education. I'm going to actually have to have you back on the show and sure. do, do this specifically on investments because I, there's, there's so much I want to dig into, but I know how crazy your schedule is. So um, tell me this. I, I always like to end my podcast with uh, what I consider to be a telling question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help them in their business or, more importantly, to help them live a better life, what would that piece of advice be?
1: I would say pay attention to your money. I've been doing this a long, long time and talked to a lot of people, and I always say the two greatest forces in personal finance are inertia and apathy. <laughs> okay. They don't care and they don't do. It doesn't make any sense, but that's the reality. I'll get around to it later, and they never do. So a lot of things we've talked about. You can pay your mortgage off quicker. Uh, you can get better credit cards. You can pay off your student loans quicker. You can invest well. You can get good deals on cards. It takes a little bit of effort to have a huge impact on your, your money. But you've got to pay attention to these kind of things. If you pay attention, you're going to get a huge return. So that would be my general advice. Take the advice I've given you, put it into action.
0: Absolutely. Folks, uh, I, I don't know about you, but um, actually by the time you have all listened to this, I will have most of this in play. Um, so I highly urge, uh, highly urge you folks to get out there and take action. Jordan, thank you so much for for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is. So it means the world to me that you share some time and some of your wisdom with us.
1: Love to do it. We're glad to take their emails at moneyanswers.com.
0: Absolutely. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit JasonMSilverman.com.